That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, well, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? <laughs> Try to hit you with the old Wapti Till I got flashed by the paparazzi Damn, these niggas got me I hate these niggas more than I changed my whole life in about nine months Just like sperm in the womb These young niggas never learn to their doom Try to tell them you could burn young punk without smelling the fuse, make you shiver in the middle of June. Painting pictures so vivid you can hang in your room, shine bright like a prism, displaying colors like Crayola. Thank of the prison for straight soldiers. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're back for another episode. Yes, and we are. We actually have our friend in the house from college. Yes. Uh, say what's up to my boy Mario, a.k.a. M. Easy, a.k.a. Sean Merriman. <laughs> Marion look-alike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funniest thing about that, man, is everywhere I've been with among straight strangers, they always say that, man. You look like Sean Marion. It's either Marion or for a while it was Kenyon Martin. I don't know. Maybe wearing a goatee, getting rid of a goatee. But it's just funny, man. No matter where I've been, someone has always (laughs) said that. But then again, you know, I got like crazy hops. So I I understand the comparison. Yeah. When they see you dunk on somebody, that's probably when it comes up the most. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't see how anybody can look at your jumper and think of uh, of Sean Marion. That's an insult. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this podcast has uh, a a sport attached to it The unofficial sport of the podcast is Bullet ball And the official weapon of the podcast is A taser Alright so um, (laughs) Don't forget uh, you guys You can can listen to the podcast Straight off of uh, Podomatic.com You can go to iTunes Uh, We also have groups on Facebook And we have a we have our own blog, theblackguywhotips.com. Just go to Facebook, Podomatic, and iTunes. Search for The Black Guy Who Tips. It'll bring up this podcast that you're listening to right now. And if you have friends and you want to spread the word, tell them to do the same thing. And they should be able to find us pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, we want to, we do appreciate everybody that listens, everybody that spreads the word. 
Uh, you can contact the show through email, which is the black guy who tips at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through the uh, voicemail line. Leave us a voicemail. We will respond to it. Uh, the voicemail number is 704-557-0186. And uh, we respond to those on Saturday mornings. So, uh, you know, if you send us a voicemail, you pretty much get a show out to yourself. Yeah, uh, you do. And to make it crystal clear, like I told y'all before, we don't pick up the phone. So don't expect to hear directly from us. Just want y'all to know. <laughs> don't be disappointed when you call. <laughs> several times and we don't answer and uh, you can also play the podcast straight on your Facebook page uh, we have uh, when you go to Podomatic and you click on the episode if you copy and paste the URL the URL right into your uh, Facebook status it will become a player for our podcast so your friends can just see the podcast click on it listen to it and uh, you know that really helps the show out and of course speaking of helping the show out you can always donate just go to the blog, the black guy who tips or just the black guy who tips And you can also go to our Podomatic page. Look on the right hand side. There's a donate button, and we appreciate the people who donate. We and, do. Uh, we got a few donations last week, and uh, you know it's my birthday, so you know we appreciate everybody that chipped in right there. Uh, it just helps us bring the show to you. And we're also reducing the file size. Yes. So, now the show should not be as much to download. No. Shouldn't take up as much room, so you have nope. more room for porn. Yeah, and <laughs> you should be able to uh, download it faster. So if you, you know, decide to get that morning jerk before work, and you're like, "Oh man, I ain't got that much time. How I'm gonna make it to work in time and get this podcast?" Bam, taking you half the time now. Yep, you can brush your teeth and download. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get into some uh, podcasting. I had some random thoughts this week. Um, Oh, and actually, before we do that, I did the podcast Chitlin Circuit, is what I like to call it. Chitlin Circuit? Yeah, the Chitlin Circuit back in the day was like the locations that African-American entertainers used to perform at back when segregation was around and, you know, they had to deal with that. So what they did is like they would perform certain places where you could be a headliner and you had to worry about getting lynched or whatever. But, you know, some cities and places you stayed out of, but... You know, when you perform for black people and you are a black entertainer, they would call that the chilling circuit. Oh, so, that's very insulting. <laughs> well, you know, it uh, became a... Keeping it black. Yeah, okay. okay. I'm sorry, because when he said that, I'm looking at him like, nigga, you know Chitlin State? That is not a good a good name. Well, it became the, uh, like a term of endearment, like the N-word, you know, where... Okay. Okay, now that makes you know, sense. Uh, the chitlin circuit. Have you never had chitlins? You know what? When I was a little kid, I used to kill them. Somebody messed around. <laughs> then you, messed then you the what they were. Up. Yeah, somebody messed around and messed the whole routine up and told me what it was. After they told me what it was, I've never really ate it again. They was like, these clean. I don't give a damn. My mama did these. I don't give a damn. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. here on Wikipedia it says the Chitlin Circuit was the collective name given to the string of performance venues throughout the eastern and southern United States that were safe and, for, and acceptable for African American musicians, comedians, and other entertainers to perform during the age of racial segregation in the United States, which, you know, is pretty much what I said. Wow. And the name derives from the soul food item Chitterlings. Stew pig intestines. Chitterlings. Chitterlings. <laughs> I remember the first time I went to a white grocery store and saw chitterlings. I was like, Mommy, what's that? <laughs> She's like, it's chitlins. Oh, ugh. Um, and it's also a play on the term Borscht Belt, which referred to a group of venues primarily in New York's Catskill Mo- Mountains, popular with Jewish performers during the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. 
So yeah, you know, wiki that if y'all want more information. But I call it the podcast Chitlin Circuit because it's pretty much black podcasters that have a majority black audience. And I we were on a couple of shows, and I was on a couple of shows by myself. Um, I, and I just want to shout out the Insanity Report yes. or the Insanity Check podcast um, with Chris. We were on there. We're supposed to be back on there next Wednesday. Cool. And uh, we had him on our show last Sunday. Yes, so, we did. Um, it was that was a good time. Um, so we'll be on his show two times in a row. Uh, Unnecessary Roughness with Ed, the sports fan, and his whole crew. Uh, I talked about the Eagles for about 10, 15 minutes with them. That was cool. Um, really appreciate that. Um, the Player Hater Podcast. Uh, we, we were featured on his podcast talking about relationships yeah, and cool dude. Uh, infidelity and how that's handled. And uh, I was on Yeah Ye- Right Radio uh, by my man Larion, um, which is at Larion on Twitter, L-A-R-I-O-N. And um, <clears throat> we talked about, I talked to Stefan Marbury and I asked him some questions and tried to get in his head and build with him about uh, just, you know, his past couple years outside of the NBA and China and how that's going for him so outside of the NBA outside of his mind (laughs) that was the thing I learned man is like the general consensus is he's crazier than a a bag of squirrels and (laughs) as I talked to him dude I was so amazed at how he wasn't crazy but he did he was what I would call eccentric he was a century. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Where, like, gotcha, gotcha. He was he was the dude that um like not to get too much into what we talked about, but like he said at one point, um I don't know if you remember this controversy, but when LeBron James and him were having a little beef yeah. and LeBron they asked LeBron James about the Starberry shoes and LeBron James said, Well here, us at Nike we at Nike don't um <laughs> don't don't support uh anything but quality products that's why our shoes cost so much and so lebron so yeah so star marbury said yeah well um do does he own stock in nike because why is he saying we and he said i would rather own than be owned because i own the starberry label you know what i'm saying so that's a unique way of thinking and people kind of got at him because it was him who said it you know it was people don't like stephen marbury and they want to cast him as crazy because, you know, he does some crazy shit from time to time. But like eating Vaseline. Well, he even but, talked about let's, that. Let's keep it positive here. Yeah. yeah, he even <laughs> talked about that, man. I'm telling you, dude, I, I, will, I will put a link at the end of the show on how to get to that podcast, on that episode. And I guarantee you'll be like, that was way more enlightening than I thought it would be. I'm not saying you won't think he's still crazy because I'm sure some people was, you know, still, still think he's crazy. Yeah. Nothing you can say about that, but... Some of the shit you're just like that makes perfect sense. That's that's crazy that you came to that conclusion, you know. <laughs> but um, and then the last podcast I was on was Where's My Forty Acres, and um, you know that that's a group of guys that you know they talk about different things like hip hop, pop culture, and whatnot. And we, I had a real good time with them. So uh, you know you could you know I'm trying to spread the word for the podcast. So you know any of those places you can find us on there and you know we try to have those people on our podcast uh when we can too so um now let's get to some podcasting cool hey rod one more thing do you have like links on any of your pages for those people uh actually i will have that i normally put it at the end of the episode oh okay this time is so extensive i'm gonna have to like maybe make my own blog post or something just be like hey if you want to hear more of us 
yeah. check out these guys and while you're there you might find something you like and you might want to start being a fan of those guys you know that's what's up alright so um alright I was having some random thoughts okay first of all remember that IHOP we talked about yes it's done yes can you believe that we we was talking about an IHOP that got put up in like less than a few weeks we were talking about we, we by there it was blockbuster you know what I mean shutting all the blockbusters down right yeah. so we rolled by there blockbuster sign down and we rolled by there I was like oh it's gonna be IHOP then we rolled by there we was like they got furniture in the light zone and then after we did the podcast we rolled by there I said that IHOP open that damn IHOP is made out of Lego blocks. You can't tell me nothing different. <laughs> Some of the kids stacked some blocks together and put and made a little miniature grill and called it IHOP. <laughs> so they turned a blockbuster with no cooking apparatuses yes. whatsoever into a full fledged IHOP. Yes. Yeah. No seating. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They, they had to put everything in there. They even put two columns on the front of it. <laughs> Ain't this bitch? Wow! It's like the opposite of gentrification. I wonder what what does that? I mean, we, we supposed to be in a recession, and I I don't see places where it's apartments that are halfway built and something like that. Just how? Where does that money come from? <laughs> you know, seriously, I'm like, you know, like. Are we are we really as bad off as they saying, or are they trying to get us to panic to act like we in a recession so they can take money and move it somewhere else? And uh, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, I think it might be the Illuminati building these IHOPs. Yeah, because you know then they promote the fruity, tooty, fresh and fruity for three ninety nine. You like oh three ninety nine? That's all I got. Let me go for up there real. and give them my money. Next thing you know, you got diabetes and you got to go to the <laughs> hospital. And you gotta pay your bills. You gotta go bankrupt, man. It's all a solid hey, hey, you talk about the three ninety nine. I don't care what nothing's saying. And, and they've actually went up over time. But uh, what is that pizza chain? Uh, CC's Pizza. Mm-hmm. Man, me and Roger used to go to the CC Pizza up there below the movie theater in Fairville. And me and Roger put uh, our change together, and for six dollars and forty cents, we got all you can eat pizza and some drink. <laughs> the prices have this. went up over time. Check this. Alright, I'm in here, I'm in Connecticut right now, and uh, I was so bad for a CC fix, I had to, I googled it, and the nearest one is in New York somewhere. Wow. And it's like a three hour tri- drive, and I was thinking about it. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I, I could not believe that they didn't have a CC fix. Yeah, dude, CC is no, shit, man. man. I almost is. went there today, and I didn't even really want none. Um, so, you just, uh, want, just wanted to get the uh, get a uh, get the fumes for the cinnamon buns. Yeah, I just wanted to walk around, smell it for a little bit, listen to those uh, badass memories. See those badass kids walk around, make me uh, oh, make me uh, think it's better than birth control. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So I had to do some safety training for my job, right? And I have an office job, you know. So I'm sitting in a chair most of my day and stuff like that. So. <laughs> When they're talking about safety, for us, it came down to like ergonomics and cleaning up spills in the break room, that kind of stuff. Oh. And it, they were talking about, you know, ergonomics is important and you need to get a pad for your wrist when you type because you might get carpal tunnel. And, and, I was, we, and we might have to pay for it. That's yeah. right. Well, here's what's crazy, man. Um, Did cavemen get carpal tunnel? 
<laughs> it sounds like you have typewriters though. It sounds like some shit though that like is not really a problem. You know what I'm oh. saying? Like like humanity has become bitch made is what I'm trying to say. But we're sitting up there like my wrist hurts. I need to go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? It's like caveman was like, man, I might get eight by Tyrannosaurus tonight. I don't know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Their issues was not like ours. I'm sorry. They had real problems, man. I felt like a pussy when I was like... They had life and death issues. Yeah, I felt like a pussy had to come to my boss like, yeah, I need some pads for my for my wrist. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That's not a man's work. No, don't. That sounds like a woman's job. I'm sorry. Yeah, you think construction people are like, you know, I need some pads for my hammer. (laughs) You know, this jack jack is going to give me carpal tunnel. I don't know. I felt like a little bitch. Um, yo, remember the dare? Remember dare? Y'all remember that D A R E? Uh huh. What drug awareness resistance education? Oh, you remember the acronym? Uh-huh. Yes. They I was, I was, all I remember was say no to drugs. A black shirt with red writing on it. Yes, sir. I remember that. Up with hope, down with dope. <laughs> um, dude, I what? They had one slogan in particular that they had for a while that said, um, do hugs, not drugs. Hmm. And it, it made me wonder, do you think that led to the, uh, teen pregnancy rates of the 1980s? As <laughs> <laughs> all this unwed fatherhood and stuff we got now, man? All the hugging? Yeah, cause they really much were saying, hey, it's okay to be affectionate and have physical contact with one another, but as long Just as you're not on drugs. Yeah, just don't do drugs. So I wonder if uh, the do hugs, not drugs, ever uh-huh. led to like AIDS and shit like that. I spread. hope not. Well, it's a hell of a coincidence. It's not it's, a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even see you going there with that one, man. You done blew me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was I, thinking about I well, I also um, uh, heard on the, uh, it was some radio show I was listening to a while back. They was doing stats in that era. And they um, said Barry White had a lot to do with it, too. So do hugs, drugs, a little bit of Barry White, and it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough of your love. <laughs> we were talking yeah. about. Nuh-uh. It's can't get enough of your love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to put some bass in your voice. <laughs> um, all right, man. So the other thing um, I was thinking about, why aren't more rappers Republican? Like, rappers always come out like they Democrats. And they all like support Obama. But if you think about the shit that rappers are into, it's way more Republican than it is liberal. Cause they are very, very into guns. <laughs> very into gun possession. That's one of their main tenets of rap is having a gun and nobody can take your gun for you. And your gun's your best friend. Tupac had a song called Me and My Bitch that was about me and my girlfriend that was about his gun. You know? Nas had a song about being a gun called I Gave You Power or something like that. Um, they're very pro-prison. You know what I'm saying? That, I'm not saying that they want to go to prison, but they definitely view coming out of prison with some type of esteem. That, yeah, that's, that you just got your street master's degree. Exactly. Like, you hear niggas put that in their bars. Like, you know, so-and-so been to prison, or we gonna get this dude out of prison, or hold your head up while you're in prison, or... Well, I ain't scared to go back. Exactly. I'm scared to go and go back. Don't have to worry about me getting that degree. Look, uh, I used to work in a prison, and I'm scared to be around people that been there. (laughs) Real talk. So, you got guns, and you got pro-prison. 
they're tough on crime they're the toughest on crime even though that they're criminals if you cross them and do a crime to them they will kill you <laughs> maximum punishment for everything you come up with dollar yeah. short maximum crime I don't know man it's kind of like uh, uh, it seems like to me like first of all like rappers couldn't follow that suit because they're not like republicans were stick together man mm-hmm. even when old boy shouted out at Obama you lie you know they had that dude back of course they did but see with rappers I don't think they well we because the majority of them are black can't get along like that to have that united front and plus you know they start agreeing with the record execs they gonna be doing albums free well see that see you bringing me more points that I feel like are on my side like when you talk about siding with record execs that's because the record execs had the money yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, what do yeah. what do conservatives worship the most? Money. It is right. God we trust. They both yeah. groups, both groups hate broke black people. <laughs> both groups. There's nothing a rapper can't stand worse than a broke nigga. They got you know what was that one song they got now? It's like you got a dollar in your pocket. You like you ain't doing it big. Uh, you got twenty in your wallet. You ain't doing it big. So now even if I got money. I ain't doing it good. You know what I'm saying? I heard that on, uh, this, this podcast, the, uh, Hater Icy radio show. And <laughs> this dude was breaking down pop culture. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but there was a segment where he was talking about that song. And I was like, fuck, that's true. Rappers hate broke black people. Republicans hate broke black people. They hate that shit. Well, see, but then again, you don't hear Republicans talking about you know, I can do time. I can sleep six years, son. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I only, I only meant that in the fact that Republicans are pro niggas going to prison. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so are rappers. Not well, see, not look, pro going myself to prison. Yeah. But, but <laughs> look, 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 look. I, the main difference between uh, that separates the Republicans and the rappers on that note is that rappers actually want their homeboy to get out. They want black people to get out. <laughs> <laughs> they want your ass to stay in there. <laughs> true. That is 100%. Forever. That is true. Just keep, just keep, look, if it's overpopulated, build another two levels on that bad boy. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the nigga doing? Jaywalking? Life. Life yeah. prison. Um, but you know and that. They fly plane into it. <clears throat> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like I said, they're both, they're both tough on crime. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, of course they both hate taxes. You know, that's, that's a given. Um, they both love the N-word. You know, I think Republicans- They both hate they, taxes? Yeah, they both hate taxes. taxes? Rappers hate taxes. They don't, they avoid taxes at all costs. Yeah, that'll end you up in jail. Don't they know that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Republicans hate taxes too. They'll go oh, to yeah, jail. They'll go, now, now they'll taxes. go to jail for taxes. Yes, yeah, they, yeah, they um, get credit for that. And they are all pro-death penalty. Never, never heard a rapper rapping about pro life. <laughs> they all want niggas to die. So I'm just saying, well, man. Well, one, one. You can't. Let me see. Uh, my man. Uh, only two people I can think of right offhand is uh, Life and Common. I ain't never really heard them go that route. Yeah. But that's what like 0.3 percent of the rap industry. Exactly. So I'm saying I'm not saying all of them. 
But it's kind of odd that there are no Republican rappers. You know, it might be, but they might do it in public because, man, if a rapper came out and said he was Republican, I think he might get shot like Martin Luther King. You <laughs> <laughs> can't tell me that. Or his album would go like single wood. Yeah, yeah, it would. I mean, I really think because honestly, the ones that's making real, real money, they don't want you taking their money either. Yeah. Like, well, I'm just saying. Them niggas should be more. It's more of them that seem like they would be Republican now. I'm they not saying they Republicans now. I'm not saying they should be. I'm not even saying they are. I'm, I'm taking them at their word, but it is kind of odd. And maybe you know a lot of them can't vote because they felons and shit. So <laughs> that's probably got something to do with it. With like Ti, it could be Republican. It wouldn't matter. You know what, man? I, I, for, I forget. That's in, in a <clears throat> to a certain extent. That's a popular um, misconception, man. Um, it's something, uh, man. And I'm a criminal justice major. I'm supposed to know this, but it's also like, in in, in some kind of way, being a felon doesn't automatically always mean you can't vote. But it's it's pushed in that light so hard that most people, you know, just take it as uh, for face value. Because uh, what was funny. Is you know before Ti got locked up, he was doing that um, that show, mm-hmm. and uh, he he actually stated the law up there. He and it was actually pretty cool, man. But he was telling people, you know, just because uh, you got a felony, that don't always a hundred percent mean that your vote is lost. Yeah, it's up to the state. Some states do yeah, allow exactly. you to vote, exactly. um, but you know, as a general rule, I was just joking around. But yeah, I know exactly. Oh what you yeah. Yeah. Much, man. But what uh they got me trapped? Nah, you can't keep the black man down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't you know, but my whole point being, these niggas is kinda conservative on the low. Yeah. Like yeah. on the low. I mean yeah. it's kinda weird, but you know, it was just my thought on the thing because I was like, man, you know, these niggas could be in the tea party. Maybe they need to reach out hey. to some black rappers and try to get them to come at those rallies. And you hey, know, Rod, I tell, I tell you. Oh, that. Go ahead. Was you talking, Karen? No, oh, you go ahead. No, ladies first. Oh, no problem. I was gonna say, man, if like I was saying, Rod. One time. Go ahead, Ike. Go ahead, Ike. Ike, turn the ladies and gentlemen. We like to welcome to the house. Go ahead, okay. Go ahead, you go ahead. No problem. I was gonna say the thing about it, man. If if they wanted to be cool, they ought to get it with the Republicans and make a cool rap. Man, this that's the you know what, you can you just hit the nail on the head. That's the problem. It, it's hard to make Republicans cool. That's true. That's what the fucking problem is. That's oh, I, I didn't even think about that, but you can't make a rap. Honestly, anything with a hot dope beat and it's banging. You would influence some black people to vote. No, you. no, not no. not with. It won't be banging with them white people from the the uh, RNC, no, the Republican National no, Convention. You, you in don't the let them vote. I mean, you don't let them rap over. You let the black no, people the black vote. people rap. But then you look at the background and you see them. You know, Michael Steele, and you go, man, what the hell is this? Did y'all, uh, uh, y'all watch the Colbert Report? Yeah, yes. I watch it. Did you see the one when he basically took a bu- bunch of clips of steel and put a beat behind it? Yes. Dude, ah! That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. Michael Steele's a joke, man, but... Yeah, man. Damn, dog. I, I had hope for him, man, but damn, he's a joke. Yeah. But look, right, hey, try this. Um, give me a list of rappers that you would definitely say are Republicans on the list. 
On the low, yeah. uh, Jay Z. Yeah, all day. Jay got to be against them taxes, dog. No way to make that much money and be cool with sharing Ooh, that shit. Say that again. He's an entrepreneur. I ain't never heard about Jay having too much charity except when he was trying to put shame to Nas. Well, he was like, yeah. I, I bought the school at Columbine. What you do, broke nigga? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Dr. Dre might be on the low. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, what he name his label? Death Row or something? Ain't that where he started? Yeah. So, you know. Uh, whoever did Lethal Injection, uh, that studio, they, they died with it. Um, let's see, who else? Um, not, not, maybe, uh, what's that whack dude? Nelly? Nelly? Yeah. He's probably Republican. Yeah. Uh, all day. You know what? I, I can simplify it for you. And this can go from rappers to athletes to actors to, to any any venue of people. Anybody that refers to themselves in third person. <laughs> anytime you ask them a question and they say their name in the question in the answer, they're probably a Republican. I think the biggest surprise Republican would be for me uh, common. You know, they used to be common sense. Common, yeah, yeah. common might on the low be a Republican, and it might have just happened in the last few years. Cause man, this nigga don't play nothing but gangsters in his movies. He be, he did a, a commercial for uh, that big ass uh, SUV, the Escalade or whatever. I was like, common man, you starting to starting to get against some of the shit you started out being for, man. <laughs> you about getting paid? I guess so. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Mist? Either one of y'all. Yeah. Uh, bits and pieces of it with you. Wait, how y'all married and not seen the same movie? That's what I don't know. Man, uh, it's, it's that's hard to explain. I catch bits and pieces of it because I'm a big punk and I don't like scary movies. Uh, but I catch like bits and pieces right before the person gets stabbed and I leave the room. <laughs> be like, baby, you want some ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Karen's the worst. She just get up and start walking up the stairs like something crazy <laughs> happening in the house. Well, why don't you tell us something up there? Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'll be up there to kill you in a few minutes, and you'll never know why, because you didn't see the movie. It's telling me to kill you. Hey. But yeah, what's up with the, with the flick? Alright, so you say you saw The Mist, right? Yes. Why didn't, they were in a grocery store, right? <laughs> and the, the, the thing is, these giant huge bugs are all attacking them. They don't know how the bugs got huge, or for sure. There's a couple theories going around about some military experiments and all this shit. Um, why didn't they just spray themselves with off and just walk out? <laughs> Cause like, we went for a walk last night. <laughs> so we live in Charlotte. We live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so we, we're walking down the street and there's bugs everywhere or whatever. Yes, it is. But we sprayed ourselves with off and no bugs fucked with us. They left us alone. So why didn't they just like jump into a pit of off, hop and go run out and get in a car and drive off? Spray <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't even have to spray the car off because in the movie, oh, whenever they got in cars, the bugs wouldn't fuck with them. Oh. Yeah, he's the dumbest bugs in the world. But yeah, vehicles? No. I wish bugs <laughs> like that in real life. They damn tax <laughs> what you talking about. Yeah. Like, don't have your window. Oh, that's a wrap. <laughs> like once you get in a car, you're okay. As no. long as you're in the car. Bugs are not like that in real life. I thought I thought that what, what about that one chick, um, the one that uh, at the end of the movie that was riding on one of the trucks with the military people, she like just walked out by herself. Yeah. 
like she she made it. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, that was crazy. Maybe but, she had that off on her. There you go. I, you know, uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I might even say myself that in that situation, I, as as much of a practical approach that I like to take to life. I don't think that would have crossed my mind at all. Yeah, I, I just thought of it the other day, but I was like, <laughs> you remember that one dude that was like, I don't care if you guys are scared. I'm going out. I don't give a fuck. And he's like, ties the rope to him, and he just yeah. starts walking out, and then the rope goes slack. Yeah. Why Why didn't that dude, why didn't they just look at that dude and go, okay, cool, you going out anyway, right? Yeah, so let's see if this works. you off <laughs> and see if you make it, because if you make it, then we all about to be sprayed up in here, and we're going to see what's up. But the bugs were only attracted to like light and yeah. to the actual human beings. Whenever they were inside the store, the bugs couldn't get them. Nope. So it t- then they like cut on lights one time at night, and the bugs was like, "Oh, what's up?" And they came in there. But in general, they would, you know, they left them alone. All right. Wow. So we didn't see any movies this week. Let's, no. So let's <laughs> uh, to. let's do some some articles. Cool. Um, and Mario, you let me know if you can't hear something or whatever. You know, I'm not playing. Oh, we man. But, uh, alright, here we go. Police. That's never good when the, tar- the title of the article starts uh, out, Police. Is it in quotations? No, Police Semicolon. That, oh, that is man. never good for the next state sentence. There's, ah. Somebody's about to get some bad news. Yes, they are. Alright, Police. Pit DB Knox, K N O X, Knox, hit pregnant girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, it's a little. What does DB mean? Defensive, defensive back. back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little odd that his name is Knox and he hit his pregnant, knocked up girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. He's in the hard, maybe they should call him Hard Knox. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's what he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be a uh, hard Knox. Hard hit. Um, a pit defensive back who was kicked off the team hours before the Panthers 31-3 loss to Miami. Wow. Has been arrested the night before had been arrested the night before for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend after she told him she was pregnant. Damn. Yeah. Jeffrey Knox Jr., 18, cursed at the woman, slapped her, and choked her Wednesday night in front of a dormitory at Chatham University, a smaller private school not far from the Pitt campus, according to a criminal complaint filed by Chatham Campus Police. Online court records do not list an attorney for Knox, who played his first two seasons of high school football at Pittsburgh Central Catholic before finishing up at the Matha Catholic in Maryland. So this dude's like... I mean, keep your penis to yourself or wrap it up if you don't want to get pregnant. That goes with the territory. <laughs> I mean, maybe he was trying to use his own version of the morning after pill. That's not the way you do but, it. it well, maybe it won't is. Well, I mean, he could have went on Mori to find that out. I mean, he's not yeah. going to find that out just from her nah, saying it. you ought to do that. Um... After Thursday night's game, Coach Dave Weinside said Knox's actions were very disappointing. Some things we won't tolerate. That's one of them. I don't blame him. You know, I mean, and I get him. I mean, there's some things that they won't tolerate there. That's over the line. Okay? I mean, you... Now, if he would have lightly slapped her on the face, maybe you let him play. You sit him down for a couple of quarters. Let him play the second half. (laughs) But you know, just punching, choking her, and kicking her, that's a little too much for me, man. No. 
Um, Knox, a freshman who didn't didn't play in the first two games for the one and two Panthers, who are playing in the rest of the games <laughs> for anyone ever <laughs> for the rest of the year, who are losing players to suspension faster than they are losing games. Wow! Um, offensive lineman Keith Coleman uh, and running back Jason Douglas were also arrested this month and are suspended from the team. Defensive end Jabal Sheard did not miss any games after pleading guilty to disorderly conduct following the July fight in Pittsburgh. What's going on up there? This cool. Yeah, this is, they, this is worse than North Carolina. These niggas fight. <laughs> like, at least in North Carolina, it's like, but they were cheating on tests and shit. This is like, hey, man, we beat bitches. Wow, that's, that's just what good. we do. Welcome to Pitt, bitch. What you got for me today, Judge? <laughs> yeah. <Assault? laughs> yeah, I eat, I eat these charges, dog. I eat these charges. I'm going to go play some more football. Um, in Knox's case, Chatham police responded to a 911 call of a man choking a woman. So, is the call a man choking a woman? Or was the call of someone telling them that a man is choking a woman? I hope not. Because if it was a man, the call of a man choking a woman, would it be like, help, help, this motherfucker, Who's going to let you dial? How can you dial a phone, first of all? I'm calling 911. I'm not playing. Unless they call the man calling on himself. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a weird, weird sentence. Um, the victim, a Chatham student, told police that Knox assaulted her after he, she found out she was pregnant and called to tell him, according to the cam- criminal affidavit. Damn, this is some Ray Carew shit. Um, <laughs> the woman acknowledged Knox, uh, acknowledged trying to hit Knox before he slapped her in the head and knocked her to the ground. So, oh, that's a little twist on it. She actually swung at him first. Yeah. Knox then picked up the woman and was choking her against the wall, the victim told police. He also knocked down two female friends who tried to stop him. Of course, they weren't trying to stop him. They was trying to get theirs in. Yeah, they was trying to beat him up. Uh, yeah. Knox is charged with simple assault, reckless endangerment, and disorderly conduct. Among the other players with legal difficulties, Douglas faces perhaps the most serious charges. The backup tailback was arrested after witnesses told police a motorist hit a pedestrian at the city's Barfield Southside at 1.40 a.m. The pedestrian was hospitalized with head and neck injuries. Oh, they wildin'. Out of that? This is just a smorgasbord of, okay, this, like, did uh, what was the time frame in all this happening? Because is it was this dude like, oh, uh, he was telling his newspaper editor, I got a good story, but I'm gonna have to wait like a couple of weeks because I need to get these niggas times to mess up for this article <laughs> to be long enough. Or was this like in a 24 hour period? Well, it says uh, October. T- I mean, September 12th was when uh, the dude got accused of hitting the uh, pedestrian. Mm-hmm. That was a different guy, Douglas. And then Knox did this shit like September. Uh, let's see, what September twenty third, my birthday. So apparently, hey, happy belated, by the way, bro. Hey, no, ain't no thing, bro. Um, thank you. Um, but yeah, so um, it just like they 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 up there thugging a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But what's crazy to me is, and this is gonna sound fucked up, man, but this article is kind of slanted towards the pregnant woman's side. And yeah, of course. Come on now. What I mean by that is they don't mention that she hit him first until near the end of the arc. And I'm not saying it's okay what he did, okay? Let me just explain that That's right away. True. No, because it's not. She, she called him. <laughs> Get him, Karen. She called him. She called him and was like, 
I'm pregnant and it's yours. He gets over there. He probably said, "Bitch, I ain't well, taking care of no baby." Uh, she I, 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 I,
Because once he gets to slamming and throwing on you, the party is officially over for me. <laughs> I, you know, if he's strong enough to do that, what is he going to do to me? Yeah, I don't, I don't think three women are going to beat up a, a uh, D1 lineman either. <laughs> yeah, that's like, well, I don't, that's the part I didn't understand. What, how do y'all think that was going to end? Yeah. Uh, well, but see, but see, uh, as far as the law goes, women will take a beating from a man of that uh, of that strength because they know they can always get the last laugh. No matter what a woman do to you, if you lay your finger on her, you're probably going to jail. And every woman, I think, they learn that at three because I didn't even have a couple of girls in my time. Like I don't even argue with with women because it just is is pointless. But I've gotten a heated uh, debate, and I've had a girl jump in front of the door. I'm trying to leave the room, and she jumped in front of the door and asked me what I'm gonna do, and I'm like, uh, nothing. That's right, nothing. It's time for me to go home yeah. because. Yeah. And check this. On the flip side of that, I've known a girl that I treated great, and she asked me uh, point blank, "Why don't I hit her when I get upset?" So, you know, there you go. Yeah, that's the wow. thing. Though. There's all kinds of bad relationships, and of course, we just throw everything into the equation of, well, if it was a good relationship, this is how shit would have went. We don't know these two people. We don't know what the fuck was going on. Hitting each other is always bad, and even if. Um, even if in this case this guy is completely wrong, don't hit a dude. Don't. There's Whoa. like you. That's like like I that's mean crossing that's crossing the line, man. Yeah, like you're already over the line, and now you don't. You hit him in front of your two friends. Who knows what the how the fuck you're gonna react? You know, you have to be responsible for your behavior. You can get a paternity test. You can do things to make sure that he takes care. Of shit. In some states, you can just throw his name on the birth certificate. Yeah, he ain't got you, <laughs> you know? to be daddy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't even got to yeah. know you did it. No, so, they don't. Um, let's not, you know, get carried away and start hitting motherfuckers and all this shit, man. It just sounds like a ghetto-ass uh, relationship that got out of control up there and really going to make that program look even worse. But uh, anyway, man, let's move on to some more news. Some Let's have an upper after that sad story. <laughs> Two men accused of streaming sex video of minor. Wow, what's up with these children and sex? Uh, children love sex. Women complain that uh, her that her under sixteen. Woman complained. <laughs> woman complained that her under sixteen year old daughter was being exploited. A September fourteenth Amherst. Oh, wait, no, no, just finish the article. <laughs> Yeah, somebody was exploiting her daughter. You know, it was her daughter, but still, you know. Um, on, se- on September 14th, Amherst police received a complaint from the mother of a girl under the age of 16. She said that at least two male adults were possibly engaged in sexual activity with her daughter, and the acts were streamed on the internet at various times in the past several months. Wow. After an investigation, officers executed a search warrant at 2133 Lakemore Street in Lorraine, and several items were seized. As part of that continued investigation, detectives attempted to serve an active warrant on Max Targerson of Amherst. Or Torgerson, I'm sorry. Torgerson was arrested at a residence on Oak Tree Drive North on two active petty warrants, petty theft warrants. Yeah. They got his social in there too? 
I, that's what me and Karen always yeah. say when we read these articles, man. Like, if you get accused of some shit, your address is going in the paper. And I think and that should be against us You want people to come and just burn these people's houses down. There's no privacy no more. The investigation revealed that on at least two separate occasions, there was, se- there was sexual contact with a juvenile female. Juvenile female, not juvenile, like, you know, the rapper. No, that's the wrong um, one. Under the age of 16, and this took place in, elite, in at least two different locations in the city of Amherst. The investigation further indicates other males and females under the age of 18 may have been involved in similar activity, which was also streamed live over the web to various adult sites. There is also an indication that where money was paid to the people engaged in sexual activity for their appearance on the webcam. As a result of the arrest, Torgerson and the search warrant executed earlier that day, uh, 21-year-old Max Torgerson of Amherst and 18-year-old Darren Karnick of Lorraine were both arrested and charged with the following. Two counts of sexual imposition, M3, I don't know what that means, the M3, whatever. Two counts of importuning. What's the importuning? I don't know, I'm going to need one count of having to look this shit up. I know, <laughs> that's how I was like, importuning. Uh, come on, geeks, make it simple. <laughs> Two counts of compelling prostitution. <laughs> That's when the prostitution <laughs> is so Ooh, interesting, you can't stop yourself. The, the journalist from this that wrote this article graduated from Harvard Law. What the hell? Oh, it's like make it simple. Two counts of compelling compelling prostitution. That's that interesting prostitution. You know, you wanna you wanna just put it down. You just can't. It's compelling. You have to get it all done. Uh, did they what what um what was that movie uh the 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 Tom Cruise was in where did they they arrest you for what you was getting ready to do Minority Report yeah they that that's who broke in on the compelling part the Minority Report dude <laughs> that, I mean how does that sound compelling prostitution yeah yeah if the nigga got arrested for this he wouldn't even know what like what to do what what the charges were yeah <laughs> I, I what. I gotta charge you with compelling prostitution. What is that? <laughs> um, Alright, two counts of pandering obscenity involving a minor. Um, <laughs> and two counts of pandering obscenity. So yeah. apparently, not only is it, is it a crime, so, but you're involved Whoa, whoa, hey, hey. He got, he got hit with the double down. <laughs> yeah, he got uh-huh. double down. <laughs> Instead of two chickens and some bacon and cheese, he got hit with two charges. And he can't understand. <laughs> Two counts of pandering obscenity. Um, you the, said this is Amherst. Yeah, Amherst. Amherst where is that? What state? Um, Amherst. Shit, damn! If I know, man, <laughs> probably be Canada or some shit. But, um, oh, Canada! Know how we get down on this podcast? I don't know, man. <laughs> it don't um, say. I had to look that up, but um, the bond was set at sixty thousand dollars. $60,500 for each person. Both were transferred into Lorraine County Jail pending their appearance in Oberlin Municipal Court Court in September on September 24th. So, um, yeah, these dudes was getting it in over the net with some, uh, with some minors and putting the shit out there and they got busted because, uh, the mom found out they was exploiting the teenager. Yeah, and they got hit with charges and nobody knows what they mean. How, how is it exploitation though if it happened on numerous occasions and they didn't have to do no trickery to get her to go there? That's 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 my hang up on it. It seemed like she was a willing participant to me. I mean, they didn't actually say that in the article, but 
if you're doing an investigation, uh, obviously they didn't rush the scene because she wasn't in like bound and gagged and dr- hit over the head and drug over there, you know? Yeah. She walked over there, and uh, I'm pretty sure she knew they was recording because I saw the feed. She was looking in the camera. And, uh, <laughs> All right, Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it happened, happened in Ohio. Her mom was embarrassed. Yeah, basically, she said, "Hey, y'all, y'all got my girl on here looking like girls going wild." And you didn't invite me. Yeah, y'all deep, y'all double penetrating her on TV. I wow. mean, this ain't cool. It looked like it happened in uh, Ohio and Hearst, Lorraine, or something like that. Uh, in, in Ohio. All right, <clears throat> divorce insurance now available for newlyweds. That hey, Add one more item to the to-do list, to-do list before you get married. Divorce insurance. That's right. Couples can now pick up insurance policies to protect them against financial loss if the union goes south. <laughs> hey, that's what started the Civil yeah, War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, man. I think Joey Galloway used to play for the union. That's an old-ass nigga, man. Uh, <laughs> we was talking about that on Twitter today, man. I probably had about 500 tweets about uh, how old Joey Galloway is, man. It was some good ass jokes. Anyway, uh, that's right. Couples can now blah blah blah. The whole notion of having divorce insurance just appalls me," said relationship expert Julie Nice. Wow, it is completely it is completely contrary to everything a marriage should be. Do you know that ain't ninety five percent of marriages in a divorce? Ninety-five. That's a lot, Karen. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. It's like fifty percent or something like that. Fifty percent. It's still high, but uh, I think it's higher than fifty. Though. I think it's higher than fifty-two. I would say about yeah. fifty-five. We can it's, find out right now. It's sad. Yeah, with that one, son. And did you know that um, forty-five of that sixty-five remarried just to divorce again? Yeah. See, that's my I question. That's my question that when before, they say yeah. the divorce percentage. You can't count motherfuckers like Steve Harvey that be divorcing like eight times and shit. <laughs> like, that should count as one motherfucker. I'm sorry. Um, let's see here. 50% of all marriages end in divorce. The above statement about the divorce rate hides all the details about distribution, however. So, the 50% is 50% of first marriages. <laughs> 67% of second marriages. Ooh. Oh, it gets higher. 74% of third marriages end in divorce. Woo! The divorce, the divorce rate in America for the first marriage, according to this other study, is 41%. Second marriage, 60 And third, 74, 73%. So, that's still a lot of divorce. Yes, you know? that is. But here's my question, though. How did this lady become a relationship expert? <laughs> what the fuck do you have to do to be a relationship expert? Um, <laughs> Just be like, I know what I'm talking about. That's yeah. it. Yeah, no, no, no. Disagree with something. Yeah. <laughs> I have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, so this lady is some kind of expert, apparently. Nice says it shows a complete lack of commitment and maturity. I would assume you have to get divorce insurance before you get married. I don't know. It would be lo- it would be kind of like having a pre-existing condition. So, I guess she's saying... Wait, is she against prenups too then? Yeah, but just go in and what you lose, you just lose. Sound like a gold digger to me. I said that again. I bet you she's single as she can be too. Man, I bet you Julie Nice don't mess with no broke niggas. You know that what I'm again. 
Uh, but in a, in a country where roughly half of all marriages end in divorce, attorney Todd Edwards with the firm Elson and Edwards says it's only prudent to hedge your bets. That had I think the same people that would be interested in getting a prenuptial agreement would probably be interested in a sort of insurance product for the same reasons. That's right. He doesn't believe a divorce policy is an option for couples who are prepared for failure. There is a waiting period of about four years before we even take effect. It's set up for someone who is going to be a long-term relationship and not a couple planning on having it go the wrong way. Uh, but nice. Um, what? See, here's my thing, man. They, the policy they set up is you have to stay together for a certain amount of time before you get this insurance. Now, wouldn't you just stay together until the insurance kicked in? Oh, if yeah. If you don't get divorced, I just stay together the extra couple years and be like, all right. Yeah, you you still you still your wing, I stay on mine. Yeah, this just seems like a loser proposition for an insurance company because so many marriages don't make it that people will be filing claims left and right. And it's probably very very expensive because you know how insurance company is. If it's a percentage that they're gonna have to cash out, you gonna pay. Yeah. So basically, what they're saying is. They're hedging their bet that you will not um, divorce within four years, or if you do, you can't stand that person long enough to stay with them for until the insurance kicks in. So you'll just either be like, "All right, this shit ain't working up out," or we're together. It's gonna work out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like I said, statistically, somebody has done their research. They're not gonna offer this if they got the constant to cash this out. Nah, yeah, part- yeah. Part of the issue, so, uh-huh. so so you're paying up until that four years. Exactly. What, man? If I can get somebody to pay me money for four years for nothing, I'd be rich. And I mean, I can't help but think that if I'm writing a check to my divorce insurance every month, it is gonna wear me down a little bit. <laughs> I, I can't. It is gonna wear down your will to stay together. You like, man, I gotta pay, you know, a hundred dollars a month for this shit. Um, part of the issue is when people get in trouble with their marriages and relationships, the whole point is you're supposed to figure it out, not just bail out and start over. Statistically it's true. If you just bail out and start over, the likelihood of you making the same darn mistakes over and over and over is very high. Uh, that's what that lady said, the expert Julie Knights. Um, only thing I gotta say about this article is it seems practical to me that people might want to have divorce insurance. Yes, it does. But it seems redundant because if you had enough money to really worry about divorce insurance, why wouldn't you just get a prenup? That's true. And how are you going to get somebody to sign up for this shit? Like, would they sign up for this instead of a prenup? You know? It might be actually cheaper for people to get decent prenups. That's what they're offering it. Yeah, but I don't know. As much as people get divorced, it seems like a good idea to me. I think this is just something for rich people, man. Yeah, it ain't for us. It ain't for us. Yeah, nah. Uh, we probably can't even afford it. Yeah, we, yeah, we do not uh, fit in this uh, particular uh, demographic. Sorry. And, and furthermore, like you say, Rod, you said it'll probably like wear you down. Yeah. Imagine the other end, Karen saying, "Hey, y'all, divorce insurance this month." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like you do auto insurance and all the other counting down the payments. <laughs> Baby, why you got all these X's on the counter? <laughs> um, Alright, let's see here. Leaked document leaves politicians red-faced over tasers for teachers' idea. 
What? Queensland teachers should be would be given taser stun guns to control unruly students <laughs> under a leaked state oppo- state opposition draft policy. Oh man, this thing. That's why. That's why the cops are in school. Teachers do not need tasers. You know how many kids would be going down like the rest, looking at a row. You trying to intimidate me? <laughs> no. They, 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 they were compelling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In a move labeled ridiculous by parents, opposition leader John Paul Langbrokes, that's a terrible last name, John Paul Langbrokes, it doesn't help that he's named after the Pope, that's not that's not good, I like to torture kids and I'm a Catholic, Um, (laughs) office proposed handing teachers their 50,000 volts electroshock weapons for protection against rising school violence. Damn, what was they teaching at the uh, Lean On Me High School? I don't know. East, east Side? Yeah, east fair East Side. <laughs> a spokesman for uh, Mr. Longbroke yesterday uh, admitted the stun gun idea uh, presented the same as the opposition policy formulation documents was created in the Liberal National Party's Parliament offices. So this is obviously not in America. Uh-huh. Um, I have to say, amid conflicting allegations over Mr. Longbrook's policy advisors who created the document, the st- spokesman yesterday claimed the plan was a joke among several staff. Of course, <laughs> yo, they tried to lie, dog. They claimed yeah. it was a joke. Yes. Uh, <laughs> how we be fucking around with policy, shit, dog? <laughs> you know how I was. <laughs> Craig and them had was smoking the L. I had told Craig <laughs> and them. Yeah. You know, we was fucking around, you know. Tasers for key teachers, yeah, right. Um, only a handful of staff had shared the joke without any knowledge of the MP, the uh, spokesman said. The chief of state made it clear that these type of jokes were unacceptable. <laughs> but the black government insisted the document promoted child abuse and showed that the LMP had no respectable policies to be fit to govern. The damaging leak follows a horror week where Longbrooks, whose leadership was under threat after being dumped, uh, and after being dumped an outspoken shadow minister, this was being Britain. Yeah, this shit got to be in like Australia or something. The document, which was shared among policies advis- advisors, said giving giving teachers tasers would provide a valuable discipline tool. <laughs> 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 uh, allow control of the entire class <sighs> physical contact and ensure class concentration. <laughs> Hey, hate on this shit if you want, but all three of them things are true. Say what you want. The joke my ass. If my teacher had a taser, I would definitely solve the uh, equation on time. <laughs> like, are you passing notes? No, 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 I'm not passing notes. Please. <laughs> oh man! Do they say what? What is it? The one where it sh- it shoots out the two leaves that stick in you, or is the one that you actually have to be close enough to touch a person? Uh it just says stun guns, and I guess not stun batons. Maybe it's the shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah gun. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, it also noted that the uh, um. Hold on, hold on. Did I already do this? Just concentrate. <laughs> See, if I would be get, if I was getting zapped right now, I don't know who I was in this article. It's also noted that the cost of a rollout would be offset by financial and social benefits, including decreased expenditure on stress leave for teachers and decreased rates of antisocial behavior. That's they gonna shock the kids into acting right. <laughs> wow! Stop so you ain't gonna, 
so all the the little the little golf kids gonna disappear, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most common the most common complaint from teachers is there's is that there are no alternatives for discipline. In previous years, there have been a choice. Limited to wooden products, but a choice nonetheless. Wooden products? What do you mean limited to wooden products? Paddle. You can only you can only hit them with a paddle. Yeah, but like, what was the shit that they felt they should have had? What if like it was limited? Obviously, <laughs> it was stun guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we got a whole list of shit, y'all. Lady, we only got stun guns on the list. You be taking all the kids. Yeah, out. I had Coke Forty Five on there, boy. Um. Ah, in previous years, they had a choice. Uh, limited the wooden products, but a choice nonetheless. Acting Premier Paul Lucas yesterday said the leak was right from the top. If if any parent puts a taser on a child, they would be in a district court staring down the barrel of a jail sentence. And they are suggesting they have a staff who thinks child abuse is a joke. It is a further illustration, as we've seen over the last few days... Um, of their lack of unity and their disintegration. Queensland County of Parents and Citizens Associates State President Margaret Leary condemned the plan. It's absolutely ridiculous, she said. We want some positive, real policies that are workable. If it is a practical joke, then it is a very distasteful one. Uh, Queensland Teachers Union President Steve Ryan agreed. Mr. Longbroke had terminated. Oh my God, man! How many? How much? How many people can this bandwagon hold? Seriously, is nobody on their side? Because <laughs> it's not I'm one not, person that was like, I'm, "It's a I'm, good idea." You, well, you can start with me because I seen like my high school. Good Lord, uh, we had riots. We had uh, it was a um, a highway, uh, Highway 48. It was North 48 versus South 48. So basically, people were running up in the classrooms asking where you live at. And if you weren't in a certain vicinity of the group that was asking the question, you got your ass whooped. Now, with that being said, I think that whatever rules and regulations which they've gone real soft in classroom these days man i don't even think you can do anything to a, a, a student i, I think yeah. what what principals and stuff expect you to do is teach through it and how you going to you know teach on campus yeah 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 but that my uh, the the flip side to it though is well for one thing if they get parents to sign off on it then what's the big deal you know but are not the most most parents won't even allow you to better breathe on the child, so they definitely yeah. got no taser. Look, I'm pro taser. I don't even know why this shit became a controversy. Listen, if they're not gonna tase your kid, Mister Good Parent, like, and, and they the ones, and they the ones that's on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, your dumb ass is fighting against your own self interest. Yep. Trust me, your kid is too scared of you whooping his ass. To come to school, act a fool, get tased, and come home to another ass whooping. Oh yeah, that's not gonna happen. Oh yeah, cause you yeah. tell me you got tased, I'm gonna definitely ask you why. Yeah, the kids that <laughs> the kind of kid that gets tased in school got the kind of parent that ain't showing up to the PTA to complain about getting tased in school. That's yeah, so, that's true. I don't man. know, man. I I get that it's not maybe the the best shit, but what are we gonna do? Put a cop in every classroom? I mean, long as the teacher ain't tasing motherfuckers for nothing, then I'm cool. And who doesn't like a taser? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nothing shake up the monotony in a classroom like a motherfucker getting tased. 
But look, and, and, and think about this, like, I think all the kids are going to know which uh, teachers they can crack a joke with and not get tased. Yeah. Get a warning. And what teacher that, I mean, you fuck around and fart sideways, you going down. <laughs> Dude, we knew that. We knew that without weapons in the classroom. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you acting like we ain't going to all know Miss Peabody don't play that shit in fifth period. <laughs> Oh, okay. Step up and get tased if you want, dog. Say that again. Um, let's see. Women apologize more frequently than men. Uh, research confirms that women tend to apologize much more frequently than men, but there's a curious twist as to why this is the case. Yes, because their apology means shut the hell up and don't say nothing else about it to me. Uh, yeah. What? What? Like, I mean, first of all, a woman's apology sounds like this. Well, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> hey. Karen? <laughs> Would you like to weigh in on this one? Why do you think apologies? We don't argue. Why do you think apologies more often? Who do you think apologizes more often, men or women? Well, that's a stupid question, article writer, because you put it in the motherfucking title of the article, idiot. Anyway, I think a lot of us might answer women. And as a Canadian woman, I probably apologize more than anyone else. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'm sorry, eh? Um, yeah, loser. I don't even know enough about Canada to pick on it. I'm just not. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a dumb American. I don't keep up with enough shit outside of our borders. But we do love the people that you know up there, though. Say what? I said, but we do love. No, hold on, hold on. Mario talking. Say what, Mario? You better not go out there and spit or stick no gum to the bottom of a seat. They don't play that shit in Canada? Oh, uh, you ain't hear about the Canaans? Uh, they came people in Canada? Yes, sir. No, I did not hear about that, and I'm so ignorant, I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> I don't even know shit about it. I don't know yeah, enough this, about this, other countries. This American cat had went up there, and it was a big case about it back in the day, man. He, uh, I'm not sure if he was littering or if it was like graffiti or something, but he did some stuff, and the United States tried to keep him from getting cane, and they, they broke him off something vicious. Man, I think oh. I've heard of that, but I'm pretty sure that's not Canada. I want to say that happened in like Singapore or some shit, but I don't remember for sure, and I don't feel like looking it up. So Canadian people, I, 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 like, I like it the way we said it. And if anybody got anything else, <laughs> to our world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well Mario said it, so it's true. That's my point. <laughs> don't lie. Um. So um. All right. Here's the thing, though, man. Like. I don't get how you can say that women apologize more to men and then ask that question in the first sentence of the, of the fucking article. I, I, I don't know the answer. I um, know how. how? It's because I get paid by the amount of articles I produce. Now, I can't think of anything, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do this. Yeah, this here's the first... Up. This, this is sure to stir up some controversy. They told me to write a 250 word article. Exactly. Here's the first 10. It's the same thing. thing. I, <laughs> um, alright, let's see. Interestingly, though, research, interestingly, though, woo! Recent, recent hey, juice. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. Let me just come out of my gender role and say I apologize for fucking that word up. 
interestingly, though, recent research re- revealed a curious twist for why women tend to apologize more. Researchers analyzed the number of self-reported offenses and apologies made by 66 subjects over a 12 period, 12 day period. And yes, they confirmed women consistently apologized more times than men did. Once they also, again, they also reported that women uh, report more offenses than men. So the issue is not female over apology. Instead, there may be a gender difference in what is considered offensive in the first place. The researchers, the research appears in the September issue of Psychological Science. In a se- second study, three separate offenses were rated by 120 subjects on a seven-point scale, and women cons- consistently rated three offenses as more severe than men did. Turns out that women are more are just as likely as men are just as likely to as women to apologize for for given offenses for given offense, but the threshold for thinking they have committed an offense is higher. In fact, according to this research, women and men could easily disagree on whether or not the transgression has occurred at all. Ouch. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm actually sorry to have read this article. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. There's no detail makes here. makes no sense. I, I was looking at the, uh, the the little clock thing up at right, and you just stole two and a half minutes from me that I can't get back. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you. Well, yeah, that ain't good enough because I'm about to dry down there. And I'm gonna <laughs> up against the wall and I'm gonna do some kicking. So, there you go. And you're getting tased at the end. So, well, speaking of uh, speaking of putting people up against the wall and kicking, <laughs> Samurai Sword attack at Delhi. A former Ooh. postal worker accused. <laughs> Yo, they really can't take them. Uh, a former postal worker accused of what is a fucking resume like at the post office? Can I see a couple of those, please? Is it just like pictures of mutilations and like? But you know what? You know what though? Most post office workers, mo- the majority of them have uh, served in the military. Wow, maybe that's yeah. what it is. It drives them crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I guess you can only kill so many people, man. Maybe they reached their limit and they just like, fuck it. This shit was easier than mail. <laughs> uh, a former postal worker accused of threatening a deli clerk with a samurai sword was arrested in western Washington after he led police on a wild pursuit that ended with them ransacking his house with tear gas. The Olympian reported today. A five-hour standoff with an Olympia, Washington SWAT team ended safely after the 59-year-old man, Michael Burr, was arrested on suspicion of two counts of felony assault. Mr. Burr alleged allegedly entered a deli near his house, swung the katana-style samurai sword at the clerk around 4 a.m. local time. Oh, nope. am. What kind of deli is this? Four o'clock in the morning. Where you gonna be? Um... Man, that man just wanted to make his own sandwich. See how they blew that out of proportion? <laughs> exactly. You see that? Like his own meat. I'll show yeah. you how to cut it in half. Just why you call the cops? Why you call the cops, dog? Put the phone down. Okay. Now, now something small to turn into something big. Yeah. Now we're doing this. Now we're doing cops. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no one was injured in the alleged attack, um, according to authorities. Police investigated the assault went to went to Mr. Uh, Burr's home around 7 a.m. where the door was answered by a sword yelling Burr. He was he answered the door with the sword. Yo, this nigga was on some other shit, dog. He thought he was similar. All right, first of all, first of all, this guy had to be white because he's not dead. Of course. Say that again. Yes, of course. If he was white, this I don't care if he's in the military or not. But if this dude was black. 
He would have answered the door and caught two hot ones right after <laughs> put out that sword. Oh, like, got a gun. Oh, it's a sword. <laughs> Look, the whole article would have been different. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the whole it would have been shorter. Yep. <laughs> and it would have been uh the po- hero police. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, how would he make it from the deli back to his house? Like this shit would have just been, and it wouldn't have been a standoff with the SWAT when you're the only one in the house. It shit would have just been like a uh, nigga killed at Popeyes at four in the morning. That's exactly how the shit would have went. <laughs> he was like next door though, right? Yeah, so he went back home after getting his sandwich, and then the police came and got him at the crib. Wow. Um, but all right, so let's see. Uh, when Mr. Burr refused to drop the weapon, SWAT was called in to assist. Police attempted to negotiate with Mr. Burr, but he refused to exit the house and surrender. The heavily armed specialty squad surrounded his home and shot tear gas through the windows, eventually forcing their way inside the home after Mr. Burr threw items, including a photo album and a sword, from a second story in when how many swords this nigga have? I know, we got a collection. We got him out safely and nobody got hurt. That's the important thing. Yeah. Cause we were worried about him, the nigga with the sword. Uh, Thurston County Chief Criminal Deputy James Chamberlain said, according to the report, Mr. Burr, who had recently been suspended from a job with the US Postal Service, wonder why, was uninjured except for small cuts on his arm. He had recently begun to act strangely, neighbors said. <laughs> like wow. carrying a sword around. He was a pretty normal guy until a couple months ago. He thinks he discovered something about the moon that nobody knows. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> he took it to another level, didn't he? Oh, he lost his shit, man. Wow. Maybe he was a maybe uh, he was a wear samurai. <laughs> maybe that's what he, he discovered about the moon. He's like at 4 a.m. I turn into a samurai, pull out my sword. It's a full moon. Everybody's like, this nigga's crazy. Whatever. Wow. So speaking of crazy, okay. Police. Another uh, one that starts with police, police. semicolon. Police. <laughs> Elmo wins fight after unprovoked attack at Winter Park Guitar Shop. Oh. Police in Winter Park said a man dressed as Elmo was attacked at a local music store on Saturday afternoon by a man. <laughs> By a man who believed the Sesame Street character was a threat to him. Wow. <laughs> Poor Elmo going down? According to Winter Park, oh. according <laughs> to Winter Park Police, Lieutenant Wayne Farrell, the man had been hired to wear the Elmo suit <laughs> for an event. I would hate if a kid was reading this. Because oh. now they know Elmo's yeah. not killed. That's true. Yeah. Um, and been hired to wear the Elmo suit to, a, suit to an event at Winter Park Village and was on his break. Where the attack occurred at the guitar. Yeah, I just pictured this nigga like carrying the Elmo head in his right hand, sweat like a motherfucker. Kids, you know, like kids urine and throw up all over him and shit. Yes. Just, just like, oh, I need a break. Smoking a cigarette and here comes this motherfucker like, oh, you said something to me, nigga? I heard you on Sesame Street the other day talking that shit. Oh, um, so, uh, let's see. He just, uh, he just wandered into the guitar center to look at instruments. That's when the police say a man who they said felt threatened by the Sesame Street star attacked. Farrell <laughs> said the attack was unprovoked. He uh, immediately thought the man dressed as Elmo, Elmo was a threat. Farrell uh, said Farrell uh, called the ensuing struggle a very physical fight with multiple <laughs> punches thrown. Elmo got the best of the guy, Farrell said. He broke two of his fingers. I won't mess with Elmo no more. <laughs> Elmo kicked his ass. I know. 
Police took the assailant, assailant, how you say it, assailant? Assailant. Police took the assailant to a local hospital where Farrell said he would be he would be temporarily detained for mental health evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. You think he's crazy? I'm gonna attack Elmo, and my thing is, there's people out to tell the truth. No Elmo ain't real. Sorry. Well. So I just want the children out there. Elmo ain't real. What was Elmo doing at Guitar Center? Kids don't go there. Uh, police took the assailant to local hospital. Okay, yeah. Although he was the victim of the attack, police said the man dressed as a lovable children's character emerged unscathed. Elmo was unhurt. Farrell yeah. said. Could you, and, I, and I hope he had his helmet on because that'd have been bad getting beat up by Elmo with a smile. Oh, <laughs> Elmo don't play that shit, dog. He stepped to El- Elmo's a gangster. He should well, Elmo soundtrack voice too. Just, 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 just. Well, I tell you what, if he didn't think, if he thought Elmo was a threat beforehand, he know it now. So, ain't he gonna be more crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I felt threatened by Elmo, and I will now every time I feel for the rest of my life. Uh, a 29 year old. Street starts screaming. A 29 year old repairman from northeastern Brazil is recovering after doctors removed a 10 centimeter blade that had been stuck in the front of his head for three years after a bar fight. Oh, uh, for real? He it, was, it was stuck where? In the front of his head. Oh. For three years. Uh, Edelson Nascimento told the local Terra News agency that doctors previously told him not to take the knife out because it could turn further, it could cause further damage, including lesions in the brainstem, which would result in death in three years. I felt bad headaches every day of my life from the time I woke up until bedtime, he told Terra News. So I stopped working. This sounds like Percy Harvey. Ooh. A team, a team of seven people, included three neurosurgeons from the hospital at the Federal University of Pernambuco, Bolivia, removed the knife without causing further harm over the course of a three-hour surgery on Tuesday. Nascimento is expecting to be released from the Receive Hospital next week. That show you not to find the ball. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Dude wasn't playing that shit, man. That's why I don't fuck. Did they say how long the blade was? Uh, ten centimeters. At least the part of his head was 10 centimeters. So, basically, he didn't touch it for three years, and then they just yanked it out in three hours. Basically. All right, man, let's do a couple more, and we're going to get out of here, man. We're almost done. I hear your baby in the background. Yeah, gang is trying to break in. (laughs) Daddy, daddy. I told mommy, I said, I'm doing a webcast with my homie. Oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then she brought him down here. <laughs> that's, that's another show. That's another show. All right, <laughs> All right. Wyoming man douses paint, uh, douses himself in paint to avoid taser. A Cheyenne man who douses himself in white latex paint in hopes of avoiding a police taser was hit with a stun gun anyway. Yes, sir. Uh, the taser case hap- uh, chase happened September 16th when the Cheyenne police went to Brian Matter's house on a domestic violence call. The Wyoming Tribune Eagle reports that when people arrived, Matter thought that they used a taser on him. I mean, when police arrived. So he hastily covered himself in paint and told officers that if they shot him with a stun gun, he would die. Officer told him the paint wouldn't affect the taser's capability. According to ah. police, my turd scuffled with officers and was hit with the taser twice before <laughs> officers handcuffed him. So they hit him once and then they was like, see, told you. Uh, he faces several criminal well, charges. The first one didn't work. 
That's why they had to hit him. Yeah, yeah it's like, see, it didn't kill you at all. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, why are you what you so scared of, pussy? Stab him again. Uh, <laughs> poacher killed by Great White Shark. Um, now, I'm not going to get too far into this one because it's a long article, but just know this. You're not killed by a shark, okay? You're not attacked by a shark. This is a home invasion. You are in the shark's house. Say that again. This is you breaking his house. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? The ocean is very, very big last time I checked. And last time I checked, I have no gills and I can't breathe underwater last time I checked. So I ain't got no business messing with you. The funniest part about this 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 article is uh, it was 12 poachers there. And the one dude got bit and it, this cat was like, uh, there was screaming and crying. We just swam. We didn't look back. <laughs> Get out again. I wouldn't have looked back either. We were swimming. What kind of poaching was they doing? It says we were swimming in a group, but he was just a bit behind us. Oh, he was a bit behind us. No pun intended. He was a bite behind you. It jumped out of the water. Yeah, it jumped Dang. out of the water with him and took him down. Oh, well, nigga, you gone. I'm sorry. Where, where did this happen? Uh, at, at South Africa. Africa. Oh, well, I mean, shark capital of the world. Yeah. Second to Florida. Yep, yep. Stay out of the water, man. It's not your home. It's their home. Put it like this. When it's more sharks than people, why are you in the water? Yeah, Why apparently the name of the fish they were after is a pearl of moen. Never heard of it. No, but never it's heard big of business in Africa. Probably tastes good in sushi. And now the sharks know. You know what I'm saying? Gotta <laughs> watch your goddamn back, homeboy. Um, let's see. Celebrity news got two two things. There's two new cast members added to Basketball Wives. They got new season. Okay, um, I would just want to go and skip this right now, but you know it's your show. Yeah, I, I love this. I love talking about this shit. Um, Go ahead. These two ladies, <laughs> I use the term loosely. <laughs> these two ladies <laughs> have been confirmed as the latest NBA significant others to join the VH1 Basketball Wives starting in December. But once again, neither is married to a baller. So not only are these, not only are, are these bitches have nothing to do with basketball but they are not wives VH1 needs to check Wikipedia for the definition of wife cause yeah. apparently they think wife means a person who has had sex with an NBA player <laughs> veteran attention whore Tammy Roman took to Twitter on th- Friday to confirm she'll be joining the season 2 of the celebrity show um, celeb reality show produced by Shawnee O'Neal and Shawnee O'Neal, say what you want to, man. That's she got a business mind on her. Yes, she does. She's taking off these dumb bitches. Technically not an NBA wife either, because she got divorced. Roman, whose first attention grabbing move came when her teeny tiny self decided to wire her jaw shut while filming season two of The Real World. Oh, is that is Tammy from The Real World? Remember the one that said David was gonna try to rape her, so she. Had well, to she's kick him out right. the house. Um, she's old dudes. Girl. Yeah, um, the illest point guard in the, in the world, left-handed. Um, uh, Kenny. Um, Anderson. Kenny Anderson. That was yeah. dude, man. Killed Duke, man. All kinds of highlights. But um, yeah. yeah, she was the one married to him, and he was cheating on her all the time. So now they divorced, and she's going on a reality show because you know that's what she do. Um, not only has Anderson not played in the NBA since 2005. 
He hasn't been Tammy's husband since 2001. So by the time this shit really airs, it will be 10 years since they were married, and she's still living off that fame. That's how desperate VH1 is. Yeah. Wow. What, what, what tripped me out um, on that season, yeah. if David had to play his cards right, he would have had that. Yeah, that he would have. Yep. That shit threw me all the way off. But, yeah. but I don't know, man. She seemed kind of gold diggerish. He, he wasn't making enough money. Maybe. But, but that's the thing though. He he had her though, man. Yeah, he did. You right? He had her. It wasn't even her that got mad. It was that white chick. Yeah, she she blew it all out. Yeah, of it was a rape and started crying and shit. It's like, oh man, they gonna kick this nigga out of the house for nothing. Uh, the other bro, it won't 2010 because he would have did some time. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! The other bride who's reportedly being added to the season two of Basketball Wives is Ashley Walker, the longtime girlfriend, maybe fiance of Rafer Austin, also known as Skip as Streetballer Skip to my Lou. Except Rafer has been suspended indefinitely from the heat heat in March, so she's not really a wife, and he's not really an NBA player either. No. Now, granted, VH1's description of the show does indicate that they fully intend to be selling wolf tickets with that title. On Basketball Wives, we will follow extraordinary lives of six women who are best friends as they juggle the success and stress of building businesses, battling groupies, and searching for stability in the unstable arena of being the significant other to a basketball superstar. Um, yeah, none of this shit is true about any of these women. And it's scripted. Yeah, it's just, that's sad, but there's only one thing sadder than that. And that's my man, Eddie Long! Wow. (laughs) Eddie Long showed up today, man, and I wish I, I actually I might be able to send you this picture, dude. I it's the hardest I've laughed all day, and I have laughed, I've laughed at some shit today, Mario. I'm telling you, them, those those jokes about uh, Joey Galloway being old were hilarious. My chest hurt, but nothing has made me laugh as much as the fact that this nigga went on TV with a, a hairpiece or some kind where. He was like, cause you know he's in trouble. I don't, have you been hearing about the trouble he's in or whatever? Nah, man, I'm I'm, I'm in a shell out here in Connecticut, man. Okay, well, uh, click on this link I sent you through Skype. I see it. All right, and I'm gonna explain what I'll, I'm just gonna read the article, and this should explain you what the whole deal. Uh, I'm, I'm reading the link. They put so glowed in past tense over man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dude, his hair is ridiculous like his like his uh cold sack at the top of his head was on some jerry rice shit and then he got <laughs> he, like these these accusations came out and then this nigga popped up with hair all the way down to his eyebrows again and it was like what um let's see here Yesterday, we told you that a number of potential claimants ready to file suit about Bishop Eddie Long was rising. And sure enough, before the day was over, a fourth plaintiff stepped forward in the case. The details were allegedly sorted enough, but some of the things alleged by Spencer Legrand, the fourth young man to file suit against Bishop Eddie Long, are absolutely mind-blowing. When news broke Tuesday that Bishop Eddie Long was being accused of coercing two young men into sexual acts and sodomy while on trips, that was shocking in itself. But even the freaky cell phone pics, the Dick Tracy alias, uh, and the Dick Tracy alias didn't prepare us for the allegation by Spencer Legrand, the fourth young man to file suit against Long. Um, like some of the others, Legrand was in his early teens when the pastor reportedly began laying the groundwork for his seduction. 
and laying the pipe. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I think you do know what I mean. Uh, Spencer Legrand was 15 when he met Long. The suit alleges Legrand and his mother were among the founding members of, Legr- of Long's satellite church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Bernstein told the AJC. Oh, I didn't know this church was so New Birth was started here. No, it's satellite church. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, that 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 means you have like a home church and, and and other ministries do this, but you might have a location here in Charlotte where they air it like on a big screen or something like that. Oh, so he's not even there, but people no. sit there and watch it like he's there. Yeah. Damn, man. I don't know if Jesus would be down with all this shit. Um, their first meeting was an emotional one. According to the suit, Legrand, moved by one of the long, ser- long sermons, approached the pastor and began to cry. Long hugged the 15-year-old boy, assuring, I got you. I will be your dad. The suit states, soon after they began talking regularly by phone, Long would become angry if Legrand failed to call on a frequent basis, according to the suit. Legrand alleges Bishop told him to call me dad like two of the other young men claiming Long coerced him into having sex. Legrand's father was not actively involved in the youth's life. Legrand would call Long dad in front of me, Spencer's father, Eddie Legrand, told AJC Friday. That would hurt me, he acknowledged, rarely seeing his son, but said the relationship began to mend when the boy was 11. But eventually, the elder Legrand said Long drove a wedge between father and son. He was doing all these things for him. I couldn't compete. Added that he had no clue of his son's alleged sexual relationship with the bishop. But looking back, he said there were red flags. <laughs> Eddie Legrand <laughs> said that he rarely saw his son after the teen left North Carolina for Atlanta. Well, that was red flag number one. Long encouraged the move following a second trip to Kenya, the suit alleges. Legrand agreed to abandoning a potential college basketball career to attend Balua Heights University. That's, uh, yeah, that, that's crazy. Legrand alleges in a civil suit filed Friday in DeKalb County that Long gave him an Ambien, a popular prescription sleeping aid, followed by a, pro- followed by a prolonged hug, kissing and rubbing, according to the suit. The suit claims they two shared the bed for the remainder of the trip. So I guess he was on some Michael Jackson shit, but oh. but he was actually on some raping people shit. Oh. Well, I'm here to tell you, man. Um, we actually get um, when we go uh, downrange and whatnot because the flight is like you on the plane for like twenty some hours, mm-hmm. and they um, they give us uh, Ambien. So we just pretty much sleep the entire flight. So basically, he had that ass for a good twelve hours. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Make yeah. you sleep that long? Yes. Ambien puts you down for the count, and you won't remember anything. Wow. Legrand, strong drugs. Legrand, who says he was showered with gifts, including a Dodge Intrepid, was expected to have. No- <laughs> was expected what? to. Have- I mean, that's a sugar mama. I mean, a sugar daddy right there, man. He's paying for that ass. Was expected to have no girlfriends. In return for his tuition expenses at Beulah College was covered, the suit alleges. The freshman college student was allowed to live rent-free in the Howell House owned owned by another new birth minister. After a few months, Legrand was moved to a church-owned community center on Parsons Road. The suit allegedly had... Uh, the alleges the two had sex in their home, along with other church properties, including the bishop's private office. 
Their relationship crumbled in early 2009 as Legrand became disillusioned and confused by Long's actions and began pulling away from the bishop, according to the suit. Around that time, Legrand dropped out of Beulah University and sought to distance himself from his spiritual mentor. From spring 2009 up to October 2009, Long continued to contact Legrand. Um, wow. So you can't have a girlfriend. I'll give you a car to place to live, but I get to come over and fuck you every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, that's some mistress shit. Uh, yeah. long, long during a Friday conference call with supporters said that he was under attack. We will arise through this situation and go to- forward. We are moving forward. Uh, the station reports that Long said he had to watch his words because of the lawsuits. The popular Lithonia pastor, that is the coward's way out all the time. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but when people lie, they always do that. Well, you know, man, it was the lawsuits and I can't talk about the case. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you you basically, yeah, yeah. Basically, anything I say will incriminate me. Yeah. So my lawyer told me to shut the hell up and, uh, Refer to him whenever uh, I am asked any questions. Yeah. <laughs> it is a wrap if I talk too long. Yeah, dude. So, anyway, that's the news for this week. That's the podcast. Um, thank you, Mario, for joining us, man. Yeah, we had a we good thank time. Thank you. It's good to hear your voice, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also, you know, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Roderick's Prime. I'm Say Dad again, that S and D A T. And Mario, <laughs> Mario's not on Twitter at the time. He's too busy to be on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm underground, man. I, I'll search it somewhere. Okay. You lurking. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, make sure you guys go to the blog, uh, theblackoutist.com. Join our Facebook group and hit us up on Podomatic. Go on iTunes. Leave us a review. The Black Guy Who Tips. Just search for that on any of those sites. We will come up. And, uh, you know, we always appreciate everybody donating, everybody listening. And we like to give you a good quality product. And I hope that everybody enjoyed this. And uh, we will have uh, more guests and, you know, more shit to talk about. And uh, until, you know, next week. Uh, anything else I got to add? You think I'll care? Nope, that's it. Alright, man. So, until next time, man. I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. I love y'all too. Mwah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> yeah, that bullshit. Father, pray for me if it ain't too much bother. Whatever don't break me and make me strong.
stronger I feel like I can't take too much longer It's too much lying and too much trying I'm all cried out cause I grew up crying They all got a sales pitch I ain't buying They trying to convince me that I ain't trying We uninspired, we unadmired And tired and sick of being sick and tired Of living in a hood with a shots of fire We dying to live, so to live we dying You just like dying